0: Botto on the beach. Botto.
1: Keeping you guys on your toes this week because last week I teased an interview I already have recorded with Tierra Wax Creative Director Nick Kanonica. He will not be on this show. That will be coming up on a future show. But now that I've got you guys listening, Deuce the God will be on this show. Deuce the God is a recording artist from the Philadelphia area originally from New Jersey, but has lived in Philly for a long period of time. And right before or right after I interviewed him, probably a week later or so, he was flown out to Atlanta uh, and, and he was being paid to perform down there, had the trip paid for him. And he talks a little bit about that and just the success and growth that he's had over the past year. At one point, he was homeless for a period of time. And he talks about that as well. And he, he talks about so one of the songs he has called Famous and the lyrics are in my heart. I knew I was famous before I knew what fame was. Um, and he wrote that while he was dealing with jumping from place to place, not really having a secure home um, in a really bad apartment in North Philly. And so this is a guy who knows his self-worth. Um, He does not let his situation that he's in bring him down to tear him. He still knew in his heart that he was famous, and he was writing about that and continuing to grind and not letting the situation stop him and continuing to work hard to get to where he wanted to be. Now, he's not where he wants to be yet. No one really is in life if they they really have good goals and want to continue to work hard, so... He's continuing to work hard, but just the growth he's seen over the past year, he said even less than a year. Um, And so he also had the game contact him, and the game said he listened to his music and was giving him some advice. He has French Montana following him. um, And so he just has a lot of support from people who are already well-known and are already um, very – Uh, respected in the music industry so a great interview with deuce to god so you're listening to the creative flow i'm dan bartels and before we get to this interview i'm going to talk a little bit about this asap rocky situation he's being detained in sweden right now because of a situation an altercation that happened on june 30th And the president of the United States, Donald Trump, weighing in on it and actually doing what he can to get ASAP Rocky free as well. Um, So basically, uh, if you haven't already, there's videos out online that you should go see uh, basically showing bits and pieces of what took place on June 30th. The first video, you can see Rocky Rocky's with a group of people and right from the start... There's two kids that are Swedish citizens, and um, he's their group of friends are telling them, get out of here, we don't want any trouble, we don't want anything to do with you, we don't want you near us, and basically warning these two individuals, stay away. And pretty shortly on into the video, you see one of the kids throw a punch and throw his headphones at what looks like maybe asap rocky's friend but really looks like a body a bodyguard to me like a 300 pound man um and really that's just not smart i mean the way that these two swedish individuals went about this situation was just dumb on their part right from the beginning because they had the opportunity to walk away they were being told to walk away and they didn't so to me like this first video was about two minutes long you can see they're in different locations it's kind of stops and starts so it seems like it could have been like up to 10 minutes of these kids just following asap rocky and his group of friends um and just harassing them and and throwing their headphones at them and throwing punches at them so what the swedish government says is basically because they're prosecuting asap rocky right now um, and they're, they're saying something happened before that point where, uh, you know, ASAP Rocky first attacked these two individuals, then they threw a punch and threw their headphones at this man. Um, I don't have any video you know, evidence myself as just someone that's a part of the public, um, to see what happened before that video. But you do see there's other videos after the fact, ASAP Rocky, um, does basically throw these kids pretty much, um, onto the ground, um, in, in the streets in Sweden. But, To me, it seemed like that these kids were harassing ASAP Rocky and his group of friends for a long period of time before, you know, you 10 minutes go by where they're just following you around and you continue to tell them to leave. What are you going to do after that? To me, that's an act of self-defense that ASAP Rocky has been, you know, and his group were being harassed and made uncomfortable for 10 minutes before they finally acted because when... These kids threw their headphones at this man. That man did not retaliate. he He's a 300-pound man. He probably could have hurt them severely right away, and he didn't. So that's basically a quick rundown of what I saw based on those videos. Um, now, Donald Trump uh, actually contacted the Swedish prime minister, and he basically felt pressure from... Um, The music community, artists, different famous people that were kind of pressuring him to kind of speak up and do something about this situation. Um, Kanye West was one name that was thrown out, among many others, I'm sure, that were pressuring Donald Trump to try to help and do what he can to get ASAP Rocky free. So Donald Trump, um, he did call the prime minister and they did have a conversation, uh, originally ASAP Rocky, there was reports that he was in some pretty bad conditions in the jail over there. Um, that it wasn't clean and all sorts of stuff that he was dealing with in their jails. So, um, I believe that, you know, Donald Trump, um, nothing really was done too much, um, that the prime minister basically said he's going to be treated like anybody else. Um, And I I think that he was put into a little bit better conditions as well. But um, hopefully there's a hearing for him on July 25th. That's going to basically determine whether he's still going to be detained or whether he can be freed in the meantime. Um, And uh, obviously Donald Trump weighing in on this is a good thing. But here's what I think that he's missing, missing the big picture. So he. You know, he wouldn't do this for anybody, obviously. He's doing this because ASAP Rocky is a person who's famous, who's got support from other famous people here in America. Um, And so that's, you know, Donald Trump felt pressured to do do what he could. Um, And but but I think Donald Trump misses the fact that there's all these people in America, minorities in America every single day That are dealing with issues and are treated unfairly um, throughout their lives, especially when it comes to the legal systems um, and when it comes to um, how they're treated by police. Um, And I am a white man and uh, I'm from um, upper middle class family, so I don't even begin to understand or experience what uh, minorities throughout the world go through. Um, but you know, I do know that there's social issues that, you know, need to be spoken up about and there change needs to be happened. So, um if you just look at like what Justin Bieber tweeted out, you know, Donald Trump, that's great that you're uh helping to free ASAP Rocky. Now can you free all these little kids? Um and, and and that's the truth. You know, there's issues right here in America that Are happening. Obviously, these kids at the border that are currently um, being um, locked and detained um, by ICE and by Border Patrol. Um, And obviously, like I said, minorities that deal with uh, wrongfully being treated here in America all the time. And hopefully, this situation can help, you know, it's a very unfortunate situation, but hopefully ASAP Rocky being a person that does have a name that can carry some weight, maybe after this he can speak up about some of these issues. Um, You look at what Meek Mill is doing right now, becoming basically the face of change and reform um, when it comes to the legal system in America um, and trying to get people out of the system because, you know, Meek Mill has been dealing with something... um, Meek Mill continues to be tried and continues to face legal issues based on something that happened when he was a kid, basically, because he's been on probation this whole entire time. Um, Can't even leave Pennsylvania without, you know, having to tell his parole officer and things of that nature. And obviously that that continues to put him in a bad place. Um, And and these are famous people. Um, of color who are dealing with these issues. So, um, you know, hopefully A$AP Rocky can kind of have a similar situation where he can uh, help um, create conversation and uh, kind of start talking about this himself. Um, And he has a platform to talk about it. So um, me, uh, you know, I don't have that platform, but hopefully um, the people that do listen to this can kind of take that into consideration as well. And we can um, help start conversation and create change as well. Um, But nonetheless, here uh, we are going to get right to this interview with Deuce the God. I have on with me Deuce the God. Deuce is a recording artist from... You're from Philadelphia, you're from Jersey.
0: I'm originally from Jersey, but I've been in Philly for a
1: long, like, long, long, long long time. All right, so you rep Philly, you're from Jersey, uh, but Deuce to God, you can listen to him on pretty much all streaming platforms. Uh, Your album, Our Year, came out earlier in 2019. Go check it out. Uh, And right now, I just heard... You going to Atlanta soon? What's that? You just going down there having some fun or are you going to, Is that, what's going on with that? No,
0: nah, last year we went down there for
1: fun but I guess this year fun so I gotta up got a show out there. You got to show out there so all right, so then just talk about this. Last year you were out there for fun. Now you're going out there again. You have a show out there. Just like, talk about that growth. Like what does it mean to be traveling, to be performing out in Atlanta and stuff like that? It means everything that
0: I was, but in, into coalition, it was real, you know what I mean? And it just, I executed on the, the goals that I was going for, and it's it, it showing me, like, damn, you, you know what I mean? Last year, you, was, you were in Philly, you know what I mean? And you just went to Atlanta just to hang out, you know what I mean? See your girl's family and all that. But now, this year, it's like, you know, and the way I'm even getting out there is crazy. Like, a dude's literally, like, paying me to perform out there. So it's like... It, it's, it's definitely goes to show, like, just, you know, believe in what you're talking about. and put, If you see the vision and put the, the work behind it and execute it, you should, you know what I mean, see, see results. Might not be right away, but this will just show me. We elevate
1: Dude, it's great to see that growth. Now, just talk about the beginning. Like, when did you start making music?
0: I started making music, um... Uh, uh, for some reason, like, I, I remember I was little... And me and my, like, little cousins and everything was at my crib. And we decided to do a little freestyle or whatever. We was going to rap battle against each other. We was coming at each other's necks. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, this little kid shit. And then I was just, like, was good at it right then. I was like, what the hell? You know what I mean? And then I finally just, like, for some reason tapped into it when I went to college. Because, like, I was playing basketball a lot and I was actually, like, like a collusion ball player and shit, and shit just wasn't going how I wanted it to go. Things were panning out. Like, I was like, man, I need something else to focus on because I don't think this going to be it. And um, it was my freshman year of college, a uh, football player. I was called a football player and shit. He bought a microphone, and from there, I just started rapping on it, and I was like, damn, my voice sounds cool. Like, if I actually get the flows together, like it's a rap. And I just started to take it serious. I fell in love with it. As I fell out of love with basketball.
1: So I would say it was like my freshman year of college. Alright, and now, can you just talk about like how that kind of works out sometimes? Like you thought you were going for something, and then it didn't work out for you, but it's almost like maybe a blessing that you realized that that wasn't working out for you. Right,
0: right. Um, Yeah, that's real, because um, it is a blessing. Because w- really it goes to show me like processes. You know what I mean? Even if you don't believe in God or whatever, it's like whatever you believe in, like it's a process to everything. Like everything's registered set for your life. So you know I mean? You just don't understand it because you're not going to be able to dictate and predict that. But playing basketball really helped me for music. Because once that didn't work, but I worked through basketball so much of like teamwork, Patience, um, hard work, letdowns—you know what I'm saying? Like losing games, all of that type of stuff. Not getting, not getting the luck to get all that type of stuff. You hear me? You know what I mean? So it is a blessing because that was a blessing in disguise. I didn't even realize it until now. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. Now that's why with rap. You can't really tell me anything. I'm driven about it. Like I know I can do it, and I'll also learn. And basketball, you got a coach. a coach to tell you. Where you going, how you playing, if you're not, how many minutes you got control over you. But as an artist, if you got the talent and you got the work ethic, you kinda had control of yourself. Like the whole time. You gotta build up that audience, you know what I mean? So that was a that was a blessing in the sky, Like thinking one thing was the answer wasn't the answer. But it pushed me to the answer.
1: Now I like saw you process. Definitely, dude. And I saw you perform at McGillen's about a year ago. If anyone drinks in Philadelphia, they probably know McGillen's. Yeah. Uh, but but like I gotta say, like you were one of the first people that I just kind of saw you perform, just kind of out when I was just out drinking whatever. And immediately, wow. like I loved your music just because of the way you guys performed and the energy you put into that performance. Like, can you just talk about like kind of your mindset when it comes to performing and like what it means to you?
0: Yeah, 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 before I go on to that, uh, shout out to my boy Will, that's my boy, my boy Will, you to a uh, stack, um, but yeah, my process, you just said like, getting ready for it, like, when I'm about to perform.
1: Yeah, just, like, your mindset, like, heading into a performance, like, just cause, like, you have so much energy when you perform.
0: Right. Um, my mindset, pretty much, is that, like, how can I, hold, how can I hold a room, and, and the beautiful thing about it is, um, uh, when I think that I'm like, all right, for me to own the room, I gotta sell it. I gotta sell what I'm what I'm pushing, like for rapping about something deep or something energetic, I gotta sell that shit. So if I'm gonna be hyped, if I capture the room and I have that in my mindset, I know I gotta bring it. Like when I get on stage, it's time for me to do what I gotta do. And that gears me up to just be ready. And also I like being in situations where the crowd is not really for me. You get what I mean? <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Because, because it, it might not be that type of genre that they like. And I know I got that chip against my you know, I got that chip on my shoulder too. So now I gotta bring it even more so more energy comes out, I sell it and then I went over people that don't even probably even listen to hip hop necessarily all the time. So, so like that's how I get myself to just like go hard when I go to perform.
1: Definitely, man. I tell you, because some of the other people that night, I just remember like thinking, like, what are these performances? That other people that were performing, and then it was like a blessing that like you performed. So that was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just kind of yeah. funny seeing some of the other people, for sure. Yeah,
0: because that crowd over there is not really for the hip hop audience, but that's why we always do it because it just it built character. Like it makes you realize, like, yo, I gotta i got to try to turn it up in a situation that's not really for me. And if I can win that over, then I can win over a lot of different situations.
1: I definitely feel that. And your album, Our Year, you started, like, there's a couple singles, I think, or at least one on there, like, you started recording it on your phone, like, you had it posted on your phone on SoundCloud or whatever, and then you took uh-huh. it to the studio, and, like, you kind of, you redid those songs, and you finished out the album in the studio. Like, it's called Our Year, so can you just talk about your growth that you've had over the past year?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, always feel like things I say right now apply to the future, and it'd be crazy how I line up. Um, so... In a matter of, what, I want to say four or five months of marketing, like, I finally got the budget to do it, I ended up getting dm by the game. Um, he DM'd me in December, and, like, I was blowing up, like, five, six hundred followers, like, a day, when I was, like, investing in, like, the right, like, pages to post my music and play my music, you know what I mean? Like, to, to, to make it noticeable in a, a hip-hop community, pretty much, you know what I mean? On Instagram, and from there, the game is getting me. Um, Prince Montana's following me right now. Um, it, it, it's a lot of stuff going on. And I, I have, like, a legit fan base. So in a matter of a year and me saying, like, oh, it's our year, these, these are the types of things that I've acquired. So, like, I know for sure, like, the growth is there. It's, it's insane. Like, it's really crazy. That's what I've acquired in a year. Not even a year, bro. Like, under a year.
1: You really like spoke that into existence. Like, how rewarding is that? You said you had the game hit you up. You have French Montana following you. You got a fan base now. Like, how rewarding is all that? That
0: shit rewarding as fuck. Because, like I said, it just—it's like it makes you get addicted to your vision. Like, it's like, damn, like I really said what was going to happen, and it it happened. So, like, now I got to turn this shit up a hundred. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's rewarding, and it's also, like, make you want to, like, uh, contain and keep that same shit.
1: You want to maintain it. You, got, you, got
0: dust, you know what I mean? Definitely. You want to keep maintaining what you're doing. Like, niggas talking with you, you got to keep building that shit. And that's what this that shit taught me. It was, it was a crazy feeling.
1: Now, now, what kind of things did the game say to you when you when he hit you up?
0: So, the game, he was like, uh, he was like keep going, nigga. And he was like, like, and I was like, real shit. Like, that's crazy you reach out to me. I don't believe that. That's just insane. Like, I was, I was starstruck, but I kept my composure too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was just like, wow. And then after he said that, I was like, yo, what, like, you know, any advice that you could offer me, I'm not looking for a handout or nothing crazy, but like, any advice that you could offer me, what would you tell me as an artist coming up? Like, what do I got to do to get where I want to be? He was like, just don't stop believing that you can be better than all these niggas that are rapping right now. Because I believe that. I see that. That's what he said to me. After that, we was probably talking for about maybe like five more minutes to uh, like this DM. You know what I mean? And if I DM him now, like he reads it. You know what I mean? He may not always respond, but he at least reads it. Like it's just insane. It's crazy, bro. That's Mm -hmm. just nuts. And it happened when I was on stage. I was on stage at a show. Got off stage. My girl was like freaking out. She saw that. I mean, I'm DMing.
1: All right, so you talked about your highs now and and some of the stuff that you might have been striving for. Now, talk about, like, the lows that you've had in life. Like, you said for a period of time you were without a home.
0: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So shit pretty much just, like, got crazy. And you know how it is for, like, an artist. Like, sometimes people just don't understand your lifestyle, and they think, like, you're, like, fucking up or you're not, like, you're not going to be good in the world or whatever. And, like, I was in college. Remember, I told y'all I was playing ball, but after a while, I was like, "Man, like this ain't it." I'm in school. I don't know my major. I'm getting more and more aggravated. And the next thing I know, you know, I'm telling my people like, "Look, I'm not going back. Like, this is a waste of time. I got, I got, a I got a goal. I'm trying to get after. You know what I mean? And I have a sound, a sound plan to do what my goal is and it's to achieve it. And I go there, and you know, I, I come back home from school. And the next thing I know, you know how I go. I'm out the house from, you know, until 6, 7 in the morning, but I'm at my friend's crib recording. You know what I mean? I'm smoking and all that shit. Maybe sometime I just smoke like weed. I don't know. You know what I mean? But people start to look oh, you're high. You're da-da-da. What are you doing? da da Next thing you know, get out. So I ended up having to be moved. I you know I had to leave. Um, I ended up, you know, kind of couch jumping. I ended up in Maryland for like two, three days. And then after that, I had to end up going to like Rutgers, and I was, you know, I tried the thing with my girl, with my ex. That shit didn't work. Like, out of there, they don't understand your lifestyle. They don't understand what you're doing. For so her, she probably felt like, yo, this guy is trying to rap, and where's the money? And like, they don't understand like what the fuck you gotta actually do just to get to where you gotta go as a as a businessman, as a rapper. So that didn't work. So I'm just I'm just hitting couches and shit. You know what I mean? Next thing I know, I ended up in Philly. Uh, I knew, uh, you know, I knew some people out here I had like a little situation of why, how, what, I didn't get too in debt. But, um, you know, I was there for a while. People ended up putting up like a deposit for for a crib for me, and I just had to pay them back. I had a shitty job, I barely could pay them back, barely food, barely anything. So for a period, I probably was like facing like like homelessness for about. At least, like, a month because it's, like, pretty much, even though I had a person here in Philly that could look out for me, it was, like, on a real, like, slippery slope. Like, it, it, you know, like, that feeling of not knowing what can happen is, like, terrible when it comes to, like, a living situation. So, like, that shit was, like, I felt like I was on, like, and needles the whole time until, like, I was able to, like, secure a place in a different home. You know what I
1: mean? Because I was here on my own. I was dependent on someone. How does that, like
0: it's crazy like it's just crazy
1: now how does that like change you as a as a person and then do we see that in your music like how does that inspire you at all in any way
0: yeah um it changed me in a way of like uh i just got more hard nose. you know what i'm saying like i got more hard nose and like let's like get it done type mentality like i'm not here on my own i don't got shit for my name i got no fool i gotta depend on other people to to get me full, X, Y, Z. The whole time, it just shaped me because I kept rapping the whole time. So I just, when I was going through that, I was in Philly just walking to different open mics all the time. I would be at McGillan's, I'd be at the Fire, I'd be at Ravens, I'd be at, I'd be at all these different places every night. And it just didn't stop me. It, just, it made me go hard and it humbled me too to a point where like, I was able to see like the struggle because I've lived in the hood before and then I lived in the suburbs, and then now I had to go back to the hood, you know what I mean, but as a, as a grown man. So now, when I, come, when, I came, when I came here to Philly, I was living in the North, I was living in Germany, I was living in like the worst areas. It just, for some reason, made me appreciate life more and like to understand like, damn, like look at these people here, they've been unfortunate the whole time. You we were fortunate for like a certain portion of your life, you get know what I mean? But now you're back in, and you're seeing what real life is actually for people out here that don't have resources. So it just shake the shit out of me. It made me write better songs. Famous, I wrote famous when I was first in um, North Philly, and like I was a bad apartment, like so that shit was disgusting. Like I wrote famous through, I wrote a lot of our year in that apartment.
1: That's crazy, man. Like you were in such a, a hard place but you were writing a song about how you know you're famous. Like, where does that confidence come from? Where does that vision come from?
0: I'm just rebellious. <laughs> I'm a rebellious dude. Like, if it ain't, if something's going on that ain't right, I'm going to fight and I'm going to fight for what I believe, but I didn't feel that it was right that I was put out. Like, I didn't do anything wrong, you know what I'm saying? I, I was focused as shit, and my, my main goal was to try to change my family's life, you family feel me? Like, and it just, it made me feel like, damn, my am back against the wall, but I know what I want to do, and I know how good I am at it. That's what the confidence comes from. I'm, like, I'm good at this shit. I, I know I'm good at it because I, I can hear it, I practice, and I perform in front of people that don't know me, and they like it. So that confidence, is, it, it, it's just there, like it's in me. like And I'm the an Aries, too. Aries, is, you know how Aries are. I don't know if you believe in Zodiacs, but Aries are very, like, 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 like war. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you said I can't do this, or this—you're gonna stop me from this. All right, then Watch what I do. Definitely. I'm gonna go extra hard. So that whole time while I was going through all that bullshit, I really didn't feel it because I was so like driven to like just do my shit. And like, I love hitting my dad. I felt like, yo, dad, guess who followed me? Guess who did me? Guess who? Like, you can't stop me. Like, period. Nobody can stop me if I got the the mind to keep moving.
1: So what was what was your parents' opinion of your music at first? Like, what was that relationship? Um,
0: my dad, off the top, like, um, the first time my dad heard my music, heard me rap for real, um, it was I was little, I was young as shit. Like, I probably, was, I think I was in like middle school, going into high school. Um, I wrote this song. I had like a microphone that was like like sixty bucks. It was like a shitty mic, but. I wrote this song um, and it was called um, Letter to Pop. Letter to Pop. So that was the song you heard. And my dad had kidney stones when he was um Because he was a truck driver, he ended up getting kidney stones at one point. He was in the hospital and like, I didn't, I was like, you know, I felt bad and I felt sad. I wrote this song, he heard it and the first time he cried and he just cried when he heard the shit. Like, what I was laughing about and what I was saying, it was a tribute to him and like how I felt about the situation of him being in the hospital with kidney stones. You know what I'm saying? So like, he just off the top pride. And from there he was like, Yo, that that's hard. So I was showing my friends at work, like, wow man, da 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 And my mom my mom liked my music, you know what I mean? Obviously I don't play like my more provocative shit, but she likes famous, she likes all for us, like she likes all the music. And like she knows that I'm rapping about um good things and not negativity. I'm not really negative I guess the most negative part that I would rap about is Maybe because I, I smoke weed and I drink. Now I might see the B word here and there, but they they really receive and they do like my music. I just don't understand what the hell happened that, like, all that turmoil happened and it was, like, kind of obstacles that didn't need to be there. But I
1: just got past it anyway, you know what I mean? Definitely, man. You're, you're someone who definitely, like, you won't settle. You keep on grinding just to get what you want. And right. now... You know, you're at a good place and are you uh are you you talked about you you might have merchandise coming out or or maybe you do already, I'm not hundred percent sure. Like can you just talk about that?
0: So right now, yeah, I was working on getting some merch um real soon. It's just that I had like I was supposed to have some lighters like this month. You know what I mean? Like the middle of the month I thought I was gonna be able to get them joints. I was about to get um some like thick lighters, like That's cool. I like that. that. To have my actual, like, image on it Like, I have, like, a cartoon image of me That's, like, dope as shit I love that job Somebody did it for me Like, some from Random Fan Like, this some art And I was like, bro, like, what the hell? Like, this is crazy He sent that shit to me And I was like, bro, I'm putting this on shirts And I was like, man I'm about to put that image on a lighter And have my Instagram on it And I feel like That merch is good to sell But also good to just pass out To, like, mm-hmm. people in the city of Philly Because it'll just, like, spread awareness and it's a lighter, like, people use lighters, like, what the hell, like, you're gonna keep saying the same face every time, like, you're gonna eventually tap in, so, um, I was trying to get those, but the problem was, I gotta go to Atlanta, and because I'm so, I'm independent, like, sometimes, sort of shit, I'm like, alright, I gotta actually, like, go to Atlanta, I wanna go to Atlanta and ball, have fun, you know what I mean, like, let me, let me put this on a hold, so I'll probably end up having that probably next month or, like, towards the end of the month.
1: Dude, you're going to have to send me one of those. That's perfect. Yo, it's your, it's your, it's your uh, that cartoon face that you have. It's because you got that headband, you got that, or the bandana, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's, that's like your look. When, when did that start? Uh, damn, That shit crazy, like, <clears throat> the story is that how that shit started is like, I guess it's kind of touching
0: because like, I don't know, but I'm just going to keep it 100. So what happened was like, I was talking to a girl just at, at one point. And like, she just one day had a bandana in her room, and she was like, "Yo, put that bandana on." I was like, "All right, I threw that shit on," and like, I was like, "I look cool with this shit." Like, all right, and then from there, I just been wearing bandanas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude, that's your swag. That's your go-to look. Now, dude. Like from there. I'm going to give you uh, some time here just, just to shout yourself out. Tell people where they should follow you, Where w- whether you got some good things coming up that you want people to look out for or whatever you can go for right now.
0: All right. Uh, so, so right now, you have to find me on Instagram. You have to find me on SoundCloud. You have to find me on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, every freaking place. Just type my name in on Google. It's going to come right up, everything. At um, hey, Deuce the God. It's D-U-E-C-E. And then it's an underscore d a g o d. You don't know, have to put the underscore because I don't, I don't understand. I don't like the underscore, so like, leave that out, y'all. Yeah. Um, it's Deuce to God, D U E C space D A G O D, and you can type it in like that. So coming up, um, come up on Google, everything you can buy the album, you can just listen to the album. Um, I have some new merch for you guys soon. You know what I mean? That I had a had a brand and a logo and a name on it, the face on it. Get it to you guys. That's where you can find everything about me. Even if you pop up on YouTube and like say my name. And I got random videos
1: I was performing at spots in Philadelphia. So it's not hard to uh, find my content. All right, Deuce to God. I appreciate you uh, coming on. I definitely enjoy hearing your story, man. Uh, keep up everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. No doubt, brother. All right, that was Deuce to God, and like he said, make sure to go follow him. Make sure to go listen to him. Seriously, he is a talented artist, so definitely go check him out. Um, And as for next week, I'm not going to specifically say, but maybe next week is when uh, I pull out that interview with Nick Kanonica, who is Tierra Wax Creative Director, but definitely got to get – the uh, viewership up here get the listeners up here because that is a big interview he's grammy nominated creative director for tiara whack who is on the xxl freshman list and she's just absolutely blowing up right now much thanks to nick kanonica and what he does for her and and helping her to create her music videos and her uh, and, and her cover art and and much more. So had a lot to talk about with him, and you might just hear it next week. But for now, thanks for listening to The Creative Flow. I'm Dan Bartels, and I'll be right back here with you next week.